mine's like really low volume and I'm like screaming in my ear. Oh wait, never mind. I got it. You got it? You figured it out? Yeah. Okay, that's good. What the What <laughs> Parker's trying to figure this out. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. What? I hate that commercial. That's a commercial? Don't worry about it, sweetheart. <laughs> it's like this little black kid saying, don't worry about it, sweetheart, for Invisalign. It's nice. Well, it, it originated from TikTok. It, it sucks that they put it on Invisalign, though. It yeah. just made it worse. They should have put it on um, Visible Line. <laughs> Braces. <laughs> Calvin? Uh, screw you. I was born in 2000. <laughs> <laughs> did, you guys right. did, you, did I show you that video, Johnny? No, I don't even know what you guys are talking about. No, it's, it's right here. Okay. For sure. Yeah, show, show them and then we'll, we'll give them the context after. Okay. Okay, I'm going so, ble- to bleep that out for copyright. I got to find, I got to go find my phone. Hold on. Ow. Ow. Shine light to the wreckage. Guess who lost their phone? Me. A fella. Quite a nice fella. Have you guys seen uh, Goodfellas? Have you heard the song Fellas in Paris? Yeah. Alright, we're two minutes into this podcast. I found my phone. This turkey cr- no, I can't Oh wait, we're recording? Yeah, we've been recording. Run it back, run it back. No, we're keeping this in. No. Yep. No. We're keeping some of it in. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Manic Movie Misfits. I'm your host, John Phillips. In a... What the... TJ? Is that supposed to be crickets? Yes. The crickets are for... The The reason I pulled out the crickets is because TJ is not with us. Oh. We lost him. Rest in peace. Not mm. just kidding. What TJ just couldn't make it. What, John? Because he's dead. <laughs> Well, I, I was thinking about going that far, but I decided, well, we, we better just, you know. We're cool with spoilers, right? Yeah, we can spoil stuff. Homie pulled an Aunt May. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Is that too soon in the podcast? <laughs> anyway, Parker, Parker, jeez. TJ is at Hamilton right now, so the play. That's why, or musical, I guess. So that's why he's not with us. Instead, we have... Parker, who, you know, quite frankly is better than TJ, so that's good. Let's um, go. <laughs> just kidding. Respect. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's late, so just excuse anything that I say pretty much from now on that doesn't pertain to Spider-Man. So we have Parker to the left of me. Wow. To the right of me, Parker. <laughs> wow. Say I something. Mean, it's not like they can see us. That's true. What's up, boys? Where are we dropping? <laughs> Rusty, <sighs> rusty wheels. <laughs> okay. Y'all played the new update. It's kind of nice. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. Does it have Spider Man? <gasps> it does. It does have Spider Man. Yeah, and it's yeah. clean. It's better than the Spider Man video game. I've heard. <laughs> what? Like We're the swing about physics? Fortnite. Yeah, I know you're talking. Yeah, but yeah, I haven't played that since Fortnite Night. <laughs> Loser. Yeah, we. For those that don't know, we have an annual. Well, it's more than annual. It's like it's basically semi annual. Semi annual. Yeah. Fortnite Night. Bi-weekly. We're gonna do on this break, this winter break. It's gonna be great. My Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi is the weirdest just thing because it will buffer on movies randomly, 
on, you know, HBO Max or Netflix, but somehow every time we play Fortnite on five different devices at once, yeah, we can run the smoothly, smoothly. Smoothly, there's no issues. Mm-hmm. It, it's the weirdest thing. It makes no no sense at all. I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> we're five minutes in. And we haven't gotten to the topic yet. <clears throat> As per usual. We, by the, well, you'll know by the title of the podcast, but today we are talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. We just watched it, we finished what, like three hours ago, yeah, probably? like three about hours that? Ago. Something like that. Yeah. Something about, something about, oh, John, hit the furnace. Epic. So, yeah, we just finished that about three hours ago, and overall thoughts? Freaking good. Really exciting. Lots of interesting pieces, and they did a really good job stitching it all together. Yeah, it's not too often that you have a movie with this much hype that actually meets the Mm -hmm. hype, Mm -hmm. and this was definitely that. It It exceeded it, actually, Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, my expectations were set high, and... Well, because the last last couple Tom Holland movies have been so entertaining that it's like... You gotta find a way to go up from there, and they definitely did. So, mm-hmm. yeah, John, you haven't said anything. I thought it was the perfect uh, blend of both like plot, action, and character development. I thought um, like each individual character grew like quite a bit, considering. Um, what seemed to be a short movie because of how good it was. Is it how? What is the run? Is it like two, two hours twenty something? Two twenty. It felt like infinity because yeah. it was so bad. But, oh my gosh, yeah. John, you want? <laughs> so you basically, want to explain that story. So the doctors who are listening to this are wondering about my kidney stones. <laughs> uh, I had to go. I I like kind of had to go in the beginning of the movie, uh, like before the movie started. But it's IMAX, so like the previews were like 15 minutes well and it's just the theater too that theater just in general shows oh is a it? bunch of ads okay. yeah yeah so yeah i could have gone then but i thought the movie's gonna start so i'm like ooh, okay so about an hour into the movie i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna make it and then uh andrew garfield walks on screen so i really hope i didn't spoil that for any of our listeners we're, spo- we're, we're oh yeah they know this but spoiler designation spoiler warning as with all of our episodes, so I don't know why I'm saying it, but with all of our episodes, it's a spoiler warning, so... Okay. Yeah, yeah so go ahead. once Andrew Garfield got on the screen, I was like, kind of saved me for like 10 minutes, and then the rest of the movie was kind of chaos, but <laughs> still, still, the fact that it was still a good experience, that's how I know it was a phenomenal <laughs> movie. Yeah. You talked about the characters. Yeah. And one thing that I thought they did an excellent job with is managing the characters, when to include them, when to not include them. Because I told you guys this earlier, but my biggest worry was that Ned and MJ would just kind of be sitting ducks Mm -hmm. and they would just kind of be decide like, well, we can't really do anything, but we're just going to show up every like, you know, 10 seconds and be and say, oh, we're here, you know, and we're, we're cheering you on, but we're here. But... They did some really cool things to keep them included in the film. I really liked Ned getting the 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 ring thing oh, that yeah. Doctor Strange has. Sling ring. Yeah, for yeah, the he's like fulfilling all his superhero dreams all in one spot. It's yeah, funny. so that kept him included and also kind of included MJ as well. Also, them holding the cube that was in, that encased the spell 
Oops. Was a big thing too. Parker, are you trying to get us copyrighted? My fault. My fault. I was trying to look something. Look at this up. dude. I was trying to look something up, and I accidentally. You know, Parker, volume. you can just leave. Honestly, hey, he's looking my for the fault, memes for the boys. Looking for the memes for the boys. Everyone looking at each other. Yeah. Speaking of memes, uh, it was Toby. Obviously, showed up. Pizza <laughs> time showed up. Yeah. And Calvin, else. I know you. Well, we all enjoyed that, but Calvin, oh, you yeah. talked about that. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Toby Maguire trilogy. And uh, just seeing that man walk on the screen with all of his glory just melted my heart. They did that so well. They really my did. My favorite, Toby's was great, obviously, but Andrew's Andrew just Garfield. hit different. Well, because, like, it was first. Yeah. It was first. So. And I'm, and I'm also, glad they did his first before Toby. Yeah. They, yeah. It, it, I definitely welled up, almost got a tear down my cheek. It was, it was beautiful. Same. It was nice. Yeah. And... The theater experience was great for moments like that. Everyone was just cheering and clapping. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was so cool. And it was nice how you could see how they had aged um, and how they, they weren't the same as they were in their own movies. Yeah. Like they had gone through a lot, um, just like developed. They both aged very, yeah. very well. Yeah, as, they did. As people. And I think it was Parker. Parker, did you talk? Did, were you talking about the de-aging stuff? Was it you that told me? Yeah, well, because I remember there was a uh, a Will Smith movie, <laughs> Gemini Man. Yeah, Gemini <laughs> Man, where they make him look like his younger self. Yeah, you know? no, that's so. I've seen Toby and Andrew just on interviews and stuff. That's what they look like now. Oh, okay. both of them. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if there was any of that fancy Hollywood makeup at play or not. But no, well, I mean, I mean there's makeup. They all have makeup. Well, yeah, but, but I mean like. No, that's like how they, they look did for Gemini Man. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. They like stay consistent with which real it's life. it's good that they didn't do the de aging stuff because mm-hmm. have any of you guys seen The Irishman? Okay, the de aging that is one of the more well known films to use this de aging technology that's relatively new, where they de age an actor mm-hmm. costs a lot of money to do it, and it does not look that good. So I'm like, super glad they kept it authentic with just their regular faces. Yeah. C- costs a lot of money for like the labor or just like the programming? Well, the programming and, and everything, the effects part of it is really expensive. Because it's like one giant effect that stays with it pretty much the yeah. whole time. The Irishman costed some astronomical amount of money p- for most of the reason being legitimately the de-aging stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the speaking of the graphics, the that's what I feel carried uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man No Way Home. Because, I mean, acting can get you anywhere all day, but a Marvel movie? Well, yeah, I, that's how all the Marvel movies have become now. It's all just the visual effects. And not to the point of Michael Bay where it's distracting from, like, literally everything uh, yeah. and giving you an aneurysm. It's just, like, <laughs> it's, it's quite, like, the train... Mm-hmm. In the, the when uh, Doctor Strange doing that Inception, Dude, I'm so glad they brought in that Doctor Strange thing into. That was so cool seeing Spider Man in it. Yeah, doing all um, that stuff. That was one thing I I felt as soon as I was watching that was him slinging his webs around and stuff mm-hmm. and falling. That was pretty sick. And everything yeah. that, that was better than Doctor Strange itself. Uh, yeah. Like Doctor Strange, the movie, the the, the graphics they didn't that it was better than Spider Man. Yeah, yeah it, it's been it's been a hot minute since Do- Doctor Strange came out. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. 2016, I want to say that movie. I actually the first time I watched that movie, I only watched like the first 30 or 40 minutes. And then I thought it wasn't that good. And then, like, a year later, I went and rewatched it. And I was like, whoa, this is a really good movie. 
So. Yeah, a lot of people have it as a top three Marvel movie for them, and it mm-hmm. totally yeah. makes mm-hmm. sense. I, I really liked it. Matt Mickelson's great as the villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a really lot good different stuff. than the other stuff. Yeah. I liked. On the same note as the as like the effects and the graphics and everything, you know, our friend TJ, well, our friend TJ, TJ, the other co-host of the podcast, you know him. He pointed out that there was some bad green screen moments, which there, there definitely were. were. I do, even at the beginning of the movie, when him and Zendaya are swinging around the city, I was like, I can exactly imagine how that looked in the set. Where the, you've seen like the behind the scenes stuff where they like jump off the box and do some pose. You're like, that's it's pretty obvious. There were yeah. some of those moments where it's like, it's very obvious to see how they were doing it. But I don't, it was still good. It just like. You know. Yeah, the nice thing was it was they mostly butchered just the green screen stuff. The effects themselves were for yeah. the yeah ninety five percent of them were amazing, and right. not just the visual effects, but the sound effects. They like all the you never really take into account that those spidey tiny... sense though. Yeah, oh, the oh spidey sense goodness. was crazy. It was insane. Like even even something as simple as like each footstep on the train. Like, I just started noticing that towards the end of the movie. I'm like, that takes a lot of work. Yeah, and like the, and kind of in the same wave, like the, uh, some of the music they, they that they used, um, like super, super intense, you know, and Marvel's really good at that, doing the really high intensity music moments. Mm-hmm. There were some of those were pretty yeah. good. And then especially when they incorporated the soundtracks from the other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that I really enjoyed. And they recreated the meme. <laughs> the meme where they're all pointing at each other because <laughs> yeah, they're the same. It was so good. Yeah. The um, number three. John, you kind of oh, talked about yeah. you kind of talked about the acting a little bit. You were saying, you know, you were talking about acting. Mm-hmm. And in this film, we have, I would say, some of the best acting in any Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I think I'm looking at specifically I'm looking well, I'm looking at the I'm gonna butcher the name of the actor. Um the actor for Doc Ock. Oh, he was so good. Yeah. He was, um, Willem Dafoe yeah. and Tom Holland and were the three that just totally were bomb in yeah. this film mm-hmm. as from an acting side of things. I'll look up his name real quick. And I think uh, a lot of it can be accredited to at least uh, Zendaya and Tom Holland's relationship because they're actually dating in real life. I uh, especially noticed when Zendaya was saying things like, I love you, like... Oh, right at the even, goodbye moment at the end? Well, the goodbye moment at the end, too, but, uh, or, yeah, the the goodbye moment before the memory uh, wipe. wash, wipe, yeah, wipe yeah, yeah. was done, um, you could, you could tell that's what she was gonna say without even saying it, not because of, um, what preceded that, but you could just see it in her eyes, and, um, Tom Holland's reaction was perfect to that too it, it the expressions were yeah awkward. and i think we're blessed with all these spider-man movies with the chemistry between the leads with the mj mm-hmm. or gwen mm-hmm. character with the spider-man of course we've talked about a lot of the stuff we're talking about now but we're bringing we're bringing it up again for the sake of the podcast and one of the things we talked about as a group was the again the chemistry between the, the leads so and all of them dated each other these leads at one point so Tobey Maguire and and Kirsten Dunst dated at one point during the trilogy, the first trilogy, Sam Raimi trilogy. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield dated for a little bit. 
and Zendaya and Tom have been dating. Well, we don't know how long, but recently they're and they're and, still together. Yeah, they still are. Yeah. They're still together. And yeah, no, you can definitely see it on screen. And I, I was, thought that okay, as well. Yeah, the goodbye moment, but then even after, I think I said this before. Maybe my favorite move um, part of the movie was his their exchange in the coffee shop after um, Zendaya no longer knows that he's Spider Man. And I think it is because of their relationship and their chemistry. You can almost, you can really see it in 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 Tom's face, like the way, how bright his eyes are and just his expressions. Like he really, it, it's really genuine. Because, it's really cool looking. Yeah, I think um, because when when I think of that, uh, how they use the cameras in in those scenes is they'll they'll just be looking at, you know, a wall or something, but. I think they're such talented actors that they can uh, alter their uh, like their expressions um, so that they they're thinking of that actor or actress. Um, but I think Zendaya did a phenomenal job of masking those emotions um, because I definitely noticed in her inflection it was a much more monotone, uh, lower voice um, that definitely deferred from her tone uh, in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that combined with the mannerisms of Tom and his facial expressions were ve- definitely set the mood for that scene of them just totally being disconnected. That was so cool. So, and, and, so and, cool. and Tom being disconnected with Ned, of course, too, and seeing that. They very they made it so that Tom was, an, was actually... In our perspective, almost in this in the scene, we were Tom. In that case, I feel like they did a good job with that. Yeah, the 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 how the camera followed backwards was insane. Mm-hmm. And unlike our normal podcast, I just want to throw this out before we continue. We're not going plot point by plot point just because we've only seen it once and it's still kind of in mm-hmm. our just fresh in our head. So we're just going to jump where we want to jump to, and we'll see where it takes us. Mm-hmm. I think now is an appropriate time to talk about the villains. <laughs> yes. I, for the longest time, always wanted a Sinister Six team up in some way, shape, or form. And this is essentially that. With Lizard, um, Electro, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Sandman. Am I forgetting someone? No, I think that's all of them. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's five, but did whatever. Did Electro? I think. Yeah, yeah, I did Electro. Yeah. Yeah. But... That's essentially what they are as a Sinister Six because most of those guys were were in the Sinister Six at some point during the comics, and it definitely met my expectations, and I assume it met your guys's as well. Oh yeah, the way they were able to again, again, we keep bringing, I keep bringing this up because it's so true. They were able to interchange with all these different characters and know when to show them and when not to, and how they all interacted with each other was really well done thoughts yeah i yeah as a big fan of the original spider-man seeing doc ock um show up like he i don't know why but i think he's my favorite villain of all time that's understandable besides willem dafoe um i think willem dafoe i liked better in this movie but just overall i like doc ock more and when he just first appeared on screen it was just like watching it when i was seven years old um, and he didn't seem to have aged a day 
He looks almost the exact same as he His did. name is, uh, we were, I was going to say this, Alfred oh, yeah. Molina is the name That's of right. Doc Ock actor. Yeah. Yeah. He was on, it was on the tip of my tongue, but I forgot. Yeah. And he did such a good job. And you could just, yeah, you could see not much had really changed between his work and the, was it Sam? The Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. It's the second yeah. one, yeah, Sam Raimi trilogy, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and the one he did now, yeah. That's that's a trend that I'm seeing with a lot of these actors. Will Willem has aged well. Yeah, he's I think he's in the 60s. He's aged yeah, really he well, really good. And I think as an acting performance, I think he. Sorry, Tom, but I, he is. I think he's the best as far as like pure acting. He's the yeah. best one in the film. He's just he's great at. I don't know what my mom would always say something about. Um, actor's eyes being one of the biggest things and i think that's totally true because you could have an actor that has the exact same facial expressions but have like a completely different look in their eyes and i think he pulls that off really well because you can see when he just his normal um like professor self and then when it's the goblin kind of taking over his personality yeah it was almost freaky like those those transitions in between yeah character like like personal character yeah it was like freaky how good it is one of my favorite just comic book or not comic book just marvel movie moments in general spider-man moments in general is when he finds out norman osborne finds out that he is fired from the company and in that i don't know if you guys know this but in that film when he hears about the news he goes through all the six stages of grief oh i've heard that yes yeah. in that one scene and you can tell the difference so they filmed they they filmed that knowing that going in and that's what uh what willem did is he went through the six stages of grief after every shot of it showing him so there were six shots and each of them were changing his thing and that's just that just for me, that solidified my my whole thing, which is I think he he is my favorite uh, Spider Man villain so far in the any of the Spider Man movies, and he definitely held up to that status in this one. Uh, you pointed out the punching, Calvin. I think it was you when he was when Spider Man was punching him and he was smiling yeah, was while it was happening. Unfazed. That's creepy as hell. Yeah, that is so creepy. And the way that hallway sequence of them fighting each other I was amazing. It. And that was when you see like the Goblin's just pure strength. Like he doesn't have a suit or anything on, and he's just throwing Spider Man through the floors. It's just insane. We didn't really get to see much of his strength in the in the first one, and yeah. when he first showed up in that first movie, mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize he was like that. Like yeah, because yeah. like he had the gas, and it like enhanced all his physical abilities. But we don't really see that without his suit on. Yeah, because most of it, most of it, you 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 assume to attribute to the gadgets. Yeah. and that's just the, the first time, and we're just like, whatever. this man has got some power. Yeah, just throwing him, throwing him through floors, yeah, and that just, was insane. It was. I feel like they might have overdone that a little bit, but I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, and keep in mind too, ladies and gentlemen, while you're listening to this, we haven't watched it a second time. This is just our first watch, so this is what we're going off of. Once we watch it a second time, we'll, whenever that is, you'll we'll be able to you know pick apart certain things better. Mm-hmm. But again, this is just a really a fresh reaction after you know three hours from from watching it what we think so john you have any villains that you that really stood out to you i mean all of them stood out but is there one that you want to hit on so my i'll just start out so my one issue was the uh the lizard yeah he was so he had the 
smallest role out of any of them. Yeah, so my confusion was at the end um, when he gets cured. Is that the original actor? Okay, so it, it looked it looked as if they almost CGI'd him because I uh, that might have been part of the green screen. That was another kind of green screen graphic issue was when they were fading back to their old universe. I thought that looked kind of cheesy-ish. It in looked my, fine. In, in my personal opinion. I, I don't know. It's, John, get out of here. You, your opinion you know, doesn't matter. Yeah, John, get exactly. out. You, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it, this isn't a safe place for jokes. No, um, I, I understand where you're coming from. I thought it was simple and to the point, and mm-hmm. that's why I liked it. Yeah. But I can I can see where you're coming from. I, get, I guess I'm more used to the end game snap. They just kind of fade away like yeah. dust. But, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Jamie Foxx was great as Electro. Jamie yeah. Foxx played I that off really well. I really liked that, yeah. I thought it almost felt like he was an afterthought, though, because he was kind of like the main, or not not even a main villain, but um, I feel like the Green Goblin had um, the ulterior ul- motives, and he was the... Um, the 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 villain with the cunning and creativity, but I feel like Jamie Foxx was just kind of there with the power. I, That's I the don't point. Know. Yeah. So I, I kind of liked that. Yeah, just the way how he wasn't really changing. Like we knew the whole time he was just seeking power, but he was kind of going with Spider Man's plan for his own benefit because he knows he's just gonna die if he doesn't. But he's not trying to hide the fact that he just wants to gain more power. Yeah, and we get little Easter eggs where when he first meets Spider-Man, he mentions, like, he mentions, I've never felt this power before. He he says it twice. He says it Mm -hmm. there, and then he says it when he's in the cell, I believe, too. Mm -hmm. And that gives us enough, you know, awareness to where we understand, oh, okay, so we have, there's this, we have this sneaking suspicion that he will flip at some point. Yeah, I mean, and he falls right into the bait of that when uh who was talk was it oh it was, it was when uh was doc ock that was talking or was it willem when, was when goblin like kind of transitions and shows he's actually himself after it was someone said some there. someone said something to the extent of um like good people take or gods take something something like yeah that. that's willem yeah. The whole gods monologue, which was yeah. great. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Really well done. Yeah. And that kind of got the rest of them fired up, except for Doc Ock, who at that point was already cured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I liked that. I thought mm-hmm. that was a cool yeah. sort of dynamic. A different dynamic, and, dynamic, yeah. And twist, having him yeah. help them in the it's end. Not, it's not actually him. It's like his little tentacle AI thing. Which I didn't right. realize. Because they were controlling him. Yeah. Yeah. That's and the whole I, thing I with think, the first one. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the original trilogy but i think there's a part in it it actually shows that ship being fried and you can see his transition where originally he's just trying to work on creating this grand machine um and then after like the tentacles take him over it's just kind of he's seeking power and destruction yeah you know you're a thousand percent right that's what they do show that and yeah that whole just that whole apartment section you could say i if someone told me that was the best that that was the best part in the movie i'd agree with them i mean i i throw that up there easy yeah i think sorry go ahead calvin there's just like so much i don't know like character 
I don't I don't know how to phrase this. There's just there's so much going on with dif- the different characters, and it's all just kind of combined into one sequence, and you're just kind of transitioning back and forth between all of them, and you get to see kind of each one's mindset, and then when it's all just triggered and everyone just becomes like who they are and no one's trying to hide who they are or play a different role. I love how tense the situation is throughout the entirety of it because you know, you're like, you're thinking there's no way that these guys obviously are going to stay this way. And you're just waiting. You're all tense waiting for something to, to flip the switch, which ended up being goblin. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause you, 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 you get the feeling like, from the get-go you're like okay this is going to go poorly somehow eventually and it shows tom's decision people are going to say oh well they tom made this decision because the movie had to you know continue had to continue somehow with these villains after being trapped and they had to do it i like it because it shows how unexperienced tom is inexperienced tom is yeah with the whole superhero gig still and being a leader by himself and making the right decisions I liked him bringing them on his own turf and which is probably what he shouldn't have done. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's nice to see the realistic point of view because he's a 17 year old. Exactly. Boy exactly. He's all this power. Um, and he's trying to do the best he can. Literally younger than I am <laughs> at yeah. that point in the movie. Yeah. He's a senior in high school doing college stuff, which yeah, isn't he's fun. He's literally doing college apps. Like, yeah. Mm. Which is not fun. Mm. So, not at all. yeah. Who else do we want? Who? What other villains? Oh, um, the other thing I really liked. Um, he's not a villain, but uh, his aunt at May. Yes, they really did a good job of including her with everything, because all the other movies we see her, but she doesn't really play any important role. But here she's kind of a mentor to Peter, and we get to see her interactions with him. Um, and she and gets then, the Uncle Ben treatment in this yeah. one, which is yeah. they they did so well mm-hmm. with it. Because up until then. Uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man had never had one of those like ultimate loss moments. Yeah. And I don't, originally I thought there was an uncle Ben in oh, Tom. I guess, I guess he did have a uh, Tony Stark. That's so yeah, my that, original that's thing. That's a bit different though. Cause he like sacrificed himself for the entire universe Right, but what I'm saying is, so obviously with Tom Spider-Man, we don't get an origin movie. Like Andrews and Toby's, which I don't know if I've said this before, but I'm happy they didn't do an origin movie because we've already had two. So we kind of get the gist of the story. not much that really could have changed. And I always originally thought that Uncle Ben was in that Tom universe. But I guess I don't think it – the way it sounds like it is in – and maybe some, someone has explained this or said this in an interview and I just totally missed it. But from what it sounds like in this film, there was never any Uncle Ben. Yeah. I, I think that's the consensus. Yeah. Whether it's been said or not, I, that's it seems like that's the case. Because Aunt May – first of all, he's never really mentioned at all. And Aunt May kind of delivers, the again, the Uncle Ben part in this film later on. And that's good to see as far as the differentiation in all of the different timelines of Andrew, yeah. Toby, and, and Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We we did a pretty good job covering the whole apartment section, mm-hmm. I think. And we oh, I think, did we talk about Spidey Sense yet? Not, briefly. Not quite. 
That is some of just the best yeah. parts in the film. I literally had chills in that first scene where just everything goes kind of deaf. Yeah, that ultra focus, like you can't hear anything other yeah. than your heart beating kind of moment. Yeah. yeah, like like his footsteps and just the faint sound of the like, inter- Well, there was outside. like there were like yeah, there were like you could hear the things that the characters were saying. Yeah, like Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man. Like the distant kind of so feel. Cool. It was yeah. really really cool. Though. So like yeah, you were just totally immersed in Peter Parker, just toning everything out because he knows something isn't right and he's trying to figure out what it is and we as the audience have no clue and we're all just trying to guess is it the lizard guy downstairs and he he knows he's up to something or is it one of the characters about to snap i originally thought it was a combination i thought i originally thought i think i originally thought it was just the News police crew. downstairs. Yeah, the police at the, and the, at the news floor crew. level. That's what I thought. That's yeah, what the, I originally the thought helicopters, it was. Helicopters. That's what you could hear. That's okay. what I originally thought it was. And then we get the great reveal that it's Willem. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that kind of surprised me. Like he shoots mm-hmm. his hand, and I was like, w- "Was he trying to stop him from doing something that like Willem didn't know was going to be bad, or did Willem like transition to his goblin self?" And then we get the turnaround. Yeah, the turn, and so then that good. that just insane smile that no other actor could pull off really yeah in that situation i think that's what differentiated him from the rest of the villains because i feel like um it was more of just psychological warfare because he was just this insane just and his strength was there too but i think um his uh, psychological warfare really didn't come in until the end where um, Tom Holland just starts, like, beating him and um, the Green Goblin is it is almost encouraging it so he can um, really just kind of prove his point and just, you know, um, succumb to the desires for just brutal warfare. But um, I think... Also, having that uh, that second personality of just the Green Goblin, um, that's that's really what took him away from the rest of the villains who just wanted power. But once they were cured, I mean, they, they I feel like each of them in the back of their mind want, wanted to be cured in one way or another. I mean, even though Jamie Foxx explicitly said um, now he's a nobody, I think in some of his... Um, intonations you could really just kind of pick out that he was almost relieved to be cured Mm -hmm. well that is the whole thing is he has the two personalities he has norman and then he has green goblin Mm -hmm. which we see in some scenes in the when he first shows up in the original film very simple first shows up in this one where he's like Right, having the yeah. conversation with the with the mask essentially, it's yeah. with himself, it's, but a, with the mask. Yeah, there's a, a very similar scene in yeah. the original mm-hmm. where he does that. Right, and that's what I really, really loved um, was we don't really know at what point he turned into Goblin because mm. we know at least for a brief moment he was his true self after he breaks the mask. Um, right, and he goes to May, yeah, and, the and he goes to May, shelter. but we don't know like at what point he hatched the plan. Probably to, sometime during, like, right before, when they were starting to cure everyone, 
probably honestly as they were walking over or like while he was starting to make his own gear right because we get the a few conversations like with doc ock and he asks him like aren't you so ready to just be relieved of your other evil half and at that moment i was thinking either that might trigger him or we might see that side of him but you could just kind of see him to what appeared to be fighting it like he doesn't want to succumb to that but I think at that point he already was because you could just kind of see that look well, he on his did. face. There was that – I don't remember exactly what his, his reaction was, but it was something that kind of struck you as kind of odd. Yeah. Because, yeah, he said that where Doc Ock asked him, he's yeah. like, aren't you ready like, to be relieved of your, of your evil half yeah. or whatever he said? And whatever his response was, was very, like, weird. Yeah, and you kind it of wasn't felt like, like – That was kind of a – weird immediate response. hesitation it was more like thinking about it mm-hmm. and you wouldn't think that'd be something he had to put much thought into he'd say yes but he kind of he's got this puzzled look on his face yeah and then it was like one says, of those weird sideways kind of responses yeah. And he's like yeah yeah it'll be nice he crafted his words very well yeah yeah, yeah. and honestly I think he could have just been, well, I guess Tengli we had to have had to have had a break from Green Goblin because he did smash the mask. So I guess you're right in that part. But I originally I always felt that he was always still Green Goblin. But yeah, because yeah. he did smash the mask. There had to have been some break yeah, that's somewhere. What I thought too, he definitely like at the, be- up the mask. Yeah, from the beginning where he first shows when he first shows up at the bridge, obviously he's Goblin. But then when we see him in the alleyway. Up until um, when he's in the magical jail area and whatever, all that stuff, he's all he's he's the doctor. And then it is at some point between um, when they head to whatever his name's house is somewhere in there. Happy Hogan's yeah house somewhere in there is where he switched. But then, yeah. like you were saying, Cal, he like kept it under the surface that it wasn't obvious that he had made the switch. Um, it was super, super subtle. And it wasn't until the Spidey scent started going crazy. Um, yeah, it was done really, it was really cool. It was just interesting how there, there were a couple moments where you could see him, um, like you could imagine him turning there, but then he doesn't, but then it's thinking maybe he did, but he just played it off really well. It's like a couple conversations he had with some of the characters we mentioned the Doc Ock one, yeah. Yeah. I, I know there was at least one other. I just don't remember who it was with. Maybe Electro? Well, Electro Electro and Sandman had some good dialogue with the yeah. whole, like, is this what we should be doing? Is this what we shouldn't be doing? Yeah. Sort of thing. And I, and I like yeah. that. And ultimately, with the Green Goblin thing, it, it the whole craftiness to that whole situation just added to who Green Goblin is. He's a very, you know, manipulative, yeah. crafty kind of evil creepy figure and then one thing i've always loved from the originals and they kept for the most part in this one and i liked how they tweaked it was the green goblin costume it's so cool just with the whole green and the mask and everything Mm. and all the costume design in this is great i love the variations of tom's suit throughout this one we see the iron Mm. spider we see the black one and then we also see which is the one that he takes the outer layer off of? Is it the black one or the blue one? The blue and red one. Because remember, he takes the outer layer off. 
Well, it's 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 when he has the conflict with Ock on the bridge, and then his suit, it's like the nanotechnology, and it goes into the tentacle things, and he's just left with, like, his regular, like, fabric suit, not the nanotech one. Right. Well, th- so that's Iron Spider, right, is the one on the bridge. Oh, right, right, right. And then he has his black one that Aunt May cleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think... And I'm wondering if when he meets Sandman and Electro for the first time, if that's that's I know it's the inner layer of one of his suits. I'm wondering if that's the inner layer of the black one, and he just takes the outer layer off because remember it's all messed up with the goo. Oh yeah. And I think Aunt May cleaned it once he put it back on. I, I think that's what happened. I think he said something about I can work with this, and he might have just made it. Yeah. Know. Oh, that's what it was. It was the one, um, like when he taped the the phone to his chest. I would. Yeah, I was confused about that up until now because it was, like, the black suit, but it had, like, the... On, like, the web design, it was kind of this golden color, but I think that was, like, just, like, the internal... Right, that was the wiring and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and then we get the combination of the black suit with uh, nanotech yeah. once Doc Ock gives it back to Spider-Man. Yeah. All right, I, I think we... that one was cool. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, that was. And like I said, the whole costume design is great. I love the tweak to goblin's costume with the hood and like the raggedy clothes over the green i thought that was really cool looking yeah because that was yeah that was something that wasn't shown in uh toby mcguire's fireman no it was a nice twist a nice refresh in a sense light refresh we get a like kind of a excuse me like a teaser of that suit um in in one of the trailers no in the toby mcguire spider-man when Goblin's like inside the burning building with and Aunt May, right? Uh, no, or no, no. It was just a random building that was on fire. That's right. And Spider-Man hears like this girl screaming out, or this woman. It's when he was saving all the ch- yeah. all the people in the yeah. in the apartment. And then building. he goes in to find him, and it's Green Goblin. He's got like this, I don't know, like it's like a shawl. Yeah, something like that. And he's got it over his fi- over his uh, helmet, and. It, yeah, thinking about that definitely reminds me of a suit in this one. That reminds that is one of the best scenes in that film. Yeah. In the first one is when he's in the apartment and, and Toby's saving all the kids and then you just hear this laughing and you and you and as an audience member you're you're just you're just thinking, Oh no. I know what that is. That's probably one of that's one of my favorite scenes from the original, for sure. And we all with all the villains, except for Lizard and Sandman, we get a nice twist. I love the ne- the yeah. red red accents on the metal arms for the nanotech that was oh, pretty that cool was nice. that was clean and the i liked electro's new suit i'm gonna be yeah. honest i wasn't a big fan of the the, the blue blue aesthetic he had going mm. on the blue body and the oh, and stuff yeah. and, and the amazing spider-man it was okay yeah, i thought I it looked better much about that yeah it looked better when he had his final appearance in that film which was like almost like a like a wetsuit over him, almost uh, like a water tight, like a skin tight air. I think oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Water suit. Yeah, he looked better in that. But this was a much better look on him with the arc reactor. That was really cool. Again, was... incorporating the whole Stark is you know has a lasting presence on yeah. the Marvel universe, and Stark Industries is still there and still a part of Peter's life. And yeah, yeah, that was, that was really cool to see. All right, I think we've held it off long enough. We should get into. Toby, Andrew, and Tom together. We talked about it a little at the beginning, but 
everyone went wild in the theater for that and yeah. for obviously good reason that was that's a top theater moment for me i think for all of us it's just really it was yeah. really cool yeah, to see sick. and andrew's like tom or T- toby's intro was great but andrew's just hit different because mm-hmm. he was from a distance yeah and of course, I knew it more before all you guys, just because I kind of had that. I kind of have after watching all these and just doing all the podcasts, I kind of yeah. have that awareness for things like this. But the way and you guys caught on as soon as he did the awkward turn, right? Mm-hmm. With with it, where he was turning, he was like, he was like, what, what, yeah, like yeah. what's going on? And yeah. he slowly kind of walks up to it, and yeah, it's so so good. Yeah, originally I was just kind of confused because like. Why? Why is Tom Holland Spider Man just like standing there in an alleyway? I would have thought he'd be like crouched down or something, not just this awkward pose. Yeah, because um, it was like, it was like why isn't he reacting? Or yeah, anything? and yeah. so I was like, is is he going a bit crazy about Ned with the sling ring, or is there like some something I missed? And then I finally like, oh, the realization hit. Yeah, yeah. it was oh, it was so satisfying, and. Just him hanging on the on the wall yeah. or on the mm-hmm. on the roof and the ceiling and him crawling and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. we just yeah, we get a good glimpse into his his personality, but also his growth as a character. Because mm. I feel like, um, in his movies when he's a lot younger, he totally would have been like, oh yeah, just let me let me crawl around for a bit. Um, but this one, he's like, kind of tired with their little teenage. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just personalities, just kind of putting up with them, being like, just just accept that I am Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And you see, like, all the pain he's been through when he catches um Oh, MJ. my gosh. Yeah. And I like, like how they, yeah, they definitely didn't, they didn't dwell on was, the characters' mm-hmm. pasts, but they, they gave some they insight. They incorporated it, yeah. Yeah. Like, you could see Toby, um, not just because he had aged. That is just a round of applause there for Parker. Incorporated. Perfect. Book Came in clutch. <laughs> Sorry, Calvin. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, not only does Toby having age as a character, but you could see, like, there's almost this tiredness on his face from all mm-hmm. he's been through. Yeah. And he briefly talks about how he went through the same phase um, Andrew Garfield talks about, um, where he was just filled with this just kind of this blind rage that drove him and nothing else really like he didn't care too much about anything else in his life. And we just, yeah, we get to hear Toby talk about how he had been through that and how he was eventually able to overcome it and just kind of fulfill the rest of like all the parts of his life that he was trying to have fulfilled. Yeah. And they definitely show the growth of the characters in this film, which is essentially what you were kind of talking about there, Calvin, in the sense that we see the maturity. Because the whole thing with the second Amazing Spider-Man, I don't, how, how many of you guys have seen this one here? It's been a long time. I think I've seen I've it. It's I've been a while. It. The whole thing with that one is is he's matured. And with the whole Gwen thing being part of the reason where, where Gwen dies is he's matured as a Spider-Man and is not this, you know... I wouldn't say stuck up, but very just um, unaware of consequences for the most part. And you really see that development and his final form in this film. And of course, same with Toby. I mean, Toby has had plenty of character growth in those three Mm -hmm. films. And we see it there as well. He's definitely the most mature out of the three. It's kind of like, right? I mean, it's in order of how they showed up. It's the most maturity is Toby, then Andrew, then Tom 
who very much earned his maturity in this one. We see his real final stage in this one after the previous three where he has loss and he goes through a lot of stuff. Yeah, once he puts that paper in his back pocket, I think that was um, symbolic, um, like just put putting his motions aside, putting it in his back pocket, saving it for later. Um, and you can almost see like the tear like go back in his tear duct as he just like see around. He's not forcing things anymore. He's not forcing things, mm-hmm. and he's he just, he's understanding that he has a new life and things are changed, and he's gonna let things you know mm-hmm. happen as they happen. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So the, the the intro of both of them was great. I love the grandma. Ned's grandma was hilarious. Oh, where so she was so after all that craziness. I'm she's going back. To yeah, bed. yeah. But not overdone either, like a lot no. of um, other yeah. movies can do. But I thought it was it was a nice touch. Oh my gosh, it's the moment still doesn't feel real to be honest. Them being in the movie, just so them being introduced, it does their, not their feel whole real dynamic yet. Dynamic together yeah. was perfect. It was unbeatable. Uh-huh. I, I've I've come to find that like when there's um, almost awkward silence in in. Um, high production value movies like that it's always intentional and i i don't know it i was just like the it was a half second too long of hesitation and i was like wait something extremely catastrophic is about to happen either for the good or for the bad um and yeah once he turned around i kind of saw his bulky figure compared to tom holland's character um i was like wait that that ain't Tom Holland, and oh, I I started getting like that excitement, and once I saw it was Andrew Garfield, like there was just tears welling up in my eyes, and I was like, yeah, because all these characters are from our childhoods watching these movies. Of course, we weren't really big into them when in the two thousands because we were all you know five six years old mm. for the most part, so we hadn't really seen those ones. But still watching them when we were young right. and growing up with Andrew's tri- Andrew's two movies, which came out when we were all very much at least me was into these you know Marvel superhero movies, mm-hmm. and you know all the emotions as you were saying, John, just boiling up and being with all you guys. Being with all you guys was just an experience that mm. will be hard to forget. Yeah, yeah, and sitting with thing. all you guys and like I was shaking Calvin and, and Parker vigorously next <laughs> yeah. to me when it was happening and they definitely you know because they're applying to fans from different generations now because yeah. you have you know teenagers of the time when San- when Toby's were coming out that are there and maybe some that hadn't been catching up with the recent Marvel movies but had heard that there was a chance for Toby and Andrew to show up so they came you know and stuff like that millennials showing up and Watching that, who were that millennials were the big ones, obviously into the Toby ones. About that was about their age. There, some of them, and it they just put it together all be- beautifully. Yeah, and to the point where if you didn't have um, all the background, you wouldn't be totally lost, but it wouldn't be a waste of time to watch all of them. Exactly, mm-hmm. that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like point. like they had a few moments like specifically targeted. You can get an applause, John. Now. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm bowing. Yeah, like there were definitely a couple moments specifically targeted to people who had seen the other movies and remember like specific bits, but like nothing everyone else still wouldn't enjoy. I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was nice. So gold. It's clever. Yeah. And then 
just we they all get their own cool references. I think my favorite, just because it's the most emotional, has to be when when Andrew catches yeah. um, that like immediately MJ. I saw her falling. Um, that was just and sick. even before yeah. Tom Holland. No, wasn't it wasn't quite then. So I in my mind, um, I was thinking Tom Holland was going to catch her, and then um, uh, Garfield was going to see it happen and just kind of be reminded of what happened to him and he just get like these i don't know just tears welling in his eyes like out of joy for peter or for tom holland but also for the kind of loss that he had um and then when he gets taken away by like it was like a falling debris someone yeah no it was a green goblin it was a green goblin was no green goblin hadn't shown up yet it was with the board wasn't it no green goblin hadn't shown up yet it was either debris or it was or it might have been Electro. He gets, like, snatched away by something. something. Um, and then it was, like, that moment where I was, like, I turned to John and I'm, like, this is when Andrew Garfield's going to catch her. And I was, oh, I was so excited. The and most, he does, yeah. And he lands and you just see that it's almost relief, um, not only for that moment, but also relief for, like, the past years of his life where he's just been regretting that one moment. Yeah, you almost um, see, like, each stage of grief in that, like, split yeah. second. And just, like, pure tears of joy mm-hmm. and loss and just, like, a mix of all his emotions that have just been pent up for so long. And I love MJ's reaction to it where she does, because she doesn't have the backstory. Yeah. And show, and so, well, she might have, but I can't remember. If, did he Did he tell them? I can't remember. I think, did he, I think he might have told... I know he at least Tom, told Tom Holland. Right. Um, not, like, exactly what happened, um, but he, like, failed to save his version of MJ. Um, but I don't think she was aware. Yeah. Because she, Probably, like, you could see... Yeah, I don't think so. You could see that she knew it was, like, a big moment for him, but wasn't quite sure like, exactly why. And well, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it helps set the... It adds to the... Just the emotion of it. Yeah. And the the context of it. And and because like she's got this kind of kind of confused look on her face, but almost understanding in a way. Yeah, because I think I think she knows because she was up on the roof with Tom Holland and Tommy McGuire and um, Andrew Garfield when they were talking about like how they lost Uncle Ben and then uh, Andrew Garfield lost uh, his MJ. That's Um, right. So he so she knows, but I think. Not in the way how it happened. Yeah, so I, I don't think she, she realized um, the, the correlation when, when she got um, saved. Right. Yeah. If they if they killed her in the same way, that would have just ruined it. Yeah. I would have been... Yeah. I would have been trash. Like, if she dies right You're just now, reusing the same thing again. I, yeah, I will just walk out of this theater. That would be yeah. so sad. Well, I mean, yes, it would be sad, but at the same time, I'd be pissed because they just reused the same yeah. thing as in the last one. And that's with like, MJ, with Gwen in, and in it, that and case. And it wouldn't be like, it 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 wouldn't be nice because sometimes that that you you reuse things from old movies because these are movies that intertwine with each other a lot. But that would not be one that was like mm-hmm. nice. That's mm-hmm. not one of those correlations that like you're happy or like you you're like spazzing out about seeing a little bit. You're like, oh, that's cool because that's from the other one. It's like no that. Sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then while we're on the topic of the ending, what did you guys think of just the whole 
the choreography and the whole setup to the fight because I there was no need for that section with Andrew and Toby when they're just kind of yeah. talking about yeah, Spider-Man things. That was so yeah. awesome. It and was awesome. Toby's webs. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, we should talk. Just, yeah. I was nice. so glad they, they brought that in right. the conversation. It's like, so how does it work? <laughs> it was, that was fun. When they were talking about, did you ever get like web clog, cloggings or whatever? Yeah. Like, and and if it comes out of any other place, he's <laughs> like, no, just my, just my wrists. <laughs> oh. And then the whole bit with with net with uh, Toby talking about how his how his best friend tried to oh, kill him, that was funny. and how his yeah. best friend died, and, and Ned just over there, just like, oh. just like grabbing it and walking away, is so good. Because he, he kind of just slides in yeah. with with, with yeah. Toby, and then he and then he promises he's like, if I ever become powerful, I yeah. promise not to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and then you just see Andrew Garfield with the the big old thumbs. <laughs> yeah, no, he gives him yeah like a pat on the back. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, nice work. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. I think from a mannerism standpoint, I always will have Andrew as my favorite, just because I love his little his little quips and yeah. you know wittiness with the villains whenever he's in the action because he'll always be talking to him you know talking to max talking to the lizard whenever he'd be flying or when he'd be you know webbing around and fighting him the little pieces of dialogue that you don't get with tom or toby and that's what i'll always love about andrews as i've gotten older instead of you know hating toby or hating andrew i just love all of them and appreciate them for what they are Mm -hmm. and what they're good at and what they're not so good at i feel like that has that's the reason i'm an adult now no i'm just kidding (laughs) um but the mature that as i've matured i've realized oh yeah they're all great for their own reasons and it's pretty cool when you get to that level because you're because it's always good to enjoy things and not hate on things Mm -hmm. so i i won't lie for a while i really really hated the um the amazing spider-man series just because I don't know. Like I had, I had always grown up with um, Tobey Maguire, and I loved those ones. And as a kid, like seeing them for the the very first time, like yeah, they're enjoyable to watch. It's an action movie. What kid isn't gonna love it? Um, but like, I kind of got older, and I never really rewatched them. But I just remember like the parts, and I think like my little brother was watching it at some point when I was older, and I was like, ugh, I actually like this. Um, but then eventually I'm like, okay, it's not Andrew Garfield. It's just kind of the script wasn't amazing for that movie. But I, I came to appreciate it definitely a bit more. And I mm-hmm. think now I definitely want to rewatch him mm-hmm. just to kind of see what things I misjudged. Okay, yeah. here's the plan. Movie night tomorrow if you all show up. Oh, wait, Calvin, you might be gone. Yeah, I, I still need to figure out if I'm going to leave or not. Okay. Um, well, at some point we'll meet up. Maybe it's in the summer. We'll may- Maybe we'll wait till the summer. But we should meet up and watch... One or two from the OG trilogy, mm-hmm. and maybe both just from the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I I That'd only think, nice. in my opinion, I only think the second one is a good Spider-Man movie. Okay, I think the problem with the first one is the dialogue sucks. Yeah, and the villain is all right. The yeah. lizard's all right in that movie, but in the second one, they really kick into gear with the chemistry between Gwen and Andrew and Andrew really flexes his, his stuff with mm-hmm. his web slinging and we get some great character development. Doesn't that kind of get into conflict in the second one, if I remember correctly? In he, the same he, one. He, uh, is so are you referring it, to his dad telling, or Gwen's dad telling Andrew to stay away from Gwen? No, it's when uh, Andrew gets too cocky with his position and then he, or is that Tobey Maguire? I don't know. 
I'm sorry. I don't remember any of the Well, movies. we'll, we'll rewatch them and figure out yeah. what you're talking about. We'll get back to No Way Home and the final sequence. I, 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 I opened up the the floor to you guys and then, then I took the floor back. So I'll, I'll open it up this time and let you guys speak. Is it, what did you think of the whole just choreography and the whole fighting and using incorporating the antidotes and all that stuff? Yeah, the fight scene was sick. It was really cool. The The way that they first started, um, they started fighting and they all kind of sucked. They just weren't doing that good. And then it was really funny when they all come up and, and, and uh, um, Tom Holland is like, well, I, I do know how, not to like brag, but I do know how to work on a team because I was on the Avengers. And they're like, oh, sick, you were in a band? Like, that was funny. Yeah. But it's because it's such a serious moment. There's there's a tendency, especially, you know, for Marvel movies, for there to be this ultra climactic part that's just so much heavy emotion and, and, and heavy music and tons of action. But they did like a really good job of like, swinging their personalities all into that scene so it wasn't just okay this is the big fight scene there was like a lot going on just with the characters which i thought was really fun it kept it a little bit lighter and a little bit more fun yeah it was awesome to see them like sw- like swinging around each other when after they broke up yeah as yeah. a as a group and yeah and the the first like initially when they jump off together and you just hear like all their screams like the the woohoos and how I don't know, not quite um, Tom Holland Spider Man, but in the um, the other two, like when they first become Spider Man, they've got those iconic like rooftop jump scenes where they're just they're first like practicing their powers, and both of them have that moment where they jump up and they just go woohoo, and it's it's so satisfying. Yeah, they're they almost. They were latching onto each other, right? At one yeah. point at the beginning yeah. there? Yeah, when they first swung down, they go, yeah, they do. Yeah, That's that cool. was really cool, and they all have the spot. They all land with the spot, some variation of the Spider-Man pose. Yeah. yeah. And then Tobey Maguire drowning in the sand with the clutch catch when he can't even see oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Was, that was so hype. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Just That's went right through the slit system. of the, the crown. Yeah. yeah. That and That's like, that's one of those scenes that gives you so much, like, anxiety. Just imagine being drowned in sand. And, yeah. like, you can reach your hands out, like, away, but your face is, like, the rest of your body's stuck. We get so many wholesome moments, so many dark moments, all, yeah. a whole, I think, ra- array of, my of favorite, emotions. Um, of the, like, the last, like, the end fight is when Tom Holland just finally goes ape mode on uh, Willem Dafoe. And I think for a while, he was definitely planning on doing that, because... Um, at one point, he's like, I don't want to, like, hurt him. I want to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of gets the pep talk from everyone else. And you can kind of see his transition back to, okay, I'm in control. I'll do the right thing. And then he finally gets down to him. Mm-hmm. And you just see that that look in his eye. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to make this hurt. And he just goes off. And you see uh, the other two Spider-Man come down. And Tobey Maguire just kind of... He sees him, but he doesn't immediately stop him. Because I think, I don't know what you guys thought of that whole thing. I interpreted it as they want to see if he can correct it himself. Yeah, they want to see if he can right yeah. the ship. And like, there's also this understanding. Like, they've both been there, and they understand yeah. that rage-filled Yeah, um, you saw drive. especially in uh, Andrew Garfield's expression, like, how he, how he saw himself, like, in yeah. the past. Yeah, like, and Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire is kind of looking at him, like, not not judgingly, but... I understand 
but also I'm waiting to see if you're going to do the right thing or if I'm mm-hmm. going to need to help you. That was so cool seeing a different side of out of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, like yeah. d- a dark side of him. Yeah, you don't see that from Tom. No, because like up until the, then, the kid. everyone thinks he's this peppy yeah. high school innocent mm-hmm. <laughs> innocent yeah. dude, and then just absolutely rages yeah, on Goblin. Yeah, I don't remember um, if Andrew Garfield had one of those moments, but Tobey Maguire definitely had that moment where he just he just he's broken and he's just blinded by the rage, and he goes and blah. He doesn't like kill the guy on through top. What he basically does, um, mm-hmm. and then seeing Tom Holland have that moment. Which... Toby has the kind of like the symbiote. Remember how? Remember how Toby yeah, has this, the symbiote that, that goes into also... him. I think. I think. That, yeah, that's what happens. The symbiote goes into him in the third one, and that's where we also get the iconic me slash meme dance. Yeah, part where he has the black suit because he has the venom symbiote on him. Mm. That's kind of what I think what you're talking about, Calvin, to a certain extent. Yeah. And like the first movie, um, after Uncle Ben gets killed. Right. He's got, and he finds the powers and he goes after the one dude, but it turns out it wasn't him that shot him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just seeing Toby Maguire step in and stop, um, Tom from just slaughtering him. And you can kind of see Tom's transition because he just, he's trying to force that down so hard mm-hmm. um but toby's just holding him back and eventually he kind of reluctantly drops just down but almost up. yeah gave, almost this relief slide. over him like yeah okay i'm i'm done fighting like i can i can relax but it's also i could kind of see the moment when uh toby was going to get stabbed because mm-hmm. you've still got willem defoe behind him yeah and i feel like it, it would have been a a good not like a throwback um, but just kind of reference to the other movies. It, it's flipped around, right? So yeah. Goblin, because yeah. Goblin got stabbed in the yeah, and so he original. Him. And that was the only that was the only semi cliche moment in the film that I registered right. was that moment because when you saw that and you saw it specifically zoomed in on Toby's face and not the, their surroundings, I immediately knew okay, Goblin's gonna stab him. Yeah. I, that's just kind of a movie trope that's existed yeah. like, like since the beginning. You don't see the stab immediately, but you, you'll hear the sound and the look on their face, and then it pans to... Star Wars has done it several back. times. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was really well done. It was really... No, it was. It really, it really was yeah. done well. All right, before we end it, we should talk about Doctor Strange, because we haven't really talked about him. We talked about yeah. him a little, mm-hmm. but we can... How about we can end with Doctor Strange... And then also we'll final thoughts, favorite scenes. Oh, good. Thank you for reminding me. Post credits. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then we can close it up. Doctor Strange, my my overall thoughts on him was they placed him well. He had enough sort of mentorship-ish, somewhat mentorship, slash, you know, I'm superior, I'm the senior figure here. Well, yeah, he was almost kind of a D-bag at the beginning, especially at the beginning, because yeah. he was... It really was kind of his fault because he wasn't super clear with Peter at like at all. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to change the spell halfway through. He was like just super reckless with, with starting that spell at all. Like, all right, see you later. And I'll MJ calls remember. him out on it. Yeah. And then he just blamed it all on, on Peter, which was so dumb, which set the whole, obviously set the whole plot in motion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was kind of a jerk yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like so. he's always kind of had this this cockiness. Well, yes, but, he has. But literally always, has. Like when he was yeah. the surgeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's and driving even his after, Lamborghini like, he had his hands broken and, and yeah. he went to the the ancient one. Right. And she was like, showed him how much he really didn't know. Mm-hmm. Even then, because he was such a quick learner, even though he was like so far behind everyone else, he just had this this air about him that he, he still kind of thinks he's better than most. Right. Um. But he definitely has his his humble moments. Right, he does. <laughs> he he has some humble moments. Yeah, and and I think in in the mouth of or not in the mouth of madness, Doctor Strange and it's what is it Into the Multiverse is the name of the next one. Is the Doctor Strange movie? Yeah, so, I'm not yeah. sure. I think so. In that one, we'll probably see a lot more development, especially because we're gonna get yeah. like his evil twin. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that was interesting to see. But I also really loved how. Um, Peter, like, beat him at his own game in the mirror dimension. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was like, math is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he says yeah. that, too. He <laughs> says, like, earlier in the fight, he's like, this is my territory or whatever. No one beats me here or something, something yeah. like that. He's like, you know what's better than magic? <laughs> math. All the math I, teachers. I, I, I kind of died inside of that, but <laughs> yeah, it, it was worth it. Yeah. All right. I think it's now appropriate to talk about, I mean, as everyone knows, the resolution is all the bad guys get cured. All the villains get cured. Everyone forgets that Peter is Spider-Man. To prevent further damage of yeah. the, the spell getting out. Oh, I thought the effects with that were really oh, cool. Oh, they were cool. Like, the interpretation of that, like you could see the cracks in reality, literally. And I'm sure there was a bunch of Easter eggs of those figures because they yeah, outlined there, there a few of them. There were a couple them. that like they kind of focused a bit on, but I wasn't entirely sure. Like, it'll they... some YouTuber will tell us. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> some YouTuber will tell us that knows more about you know comics and yeah. stuff like that. Things you missed. In there you go. And then we we highlight. We don't have to go over this because we highlighted already the cafe scene mm-hmm. where Peter realizes that he just needs to move on with life and you know it's official mj doesn't know who he is and but he's not he's not he was like very optimistic he wasn't like oh i'm just moving on for you and i'll try to forget about you and live my life yeah. it was more like okay i'll see you around yeah. he's like, like he's yeah. happy for where his friends are now and he's hopeful for the future right, right yeah right. i almost i almost feel like his strategy is going to be meeting them all once again like the same ways he did in the past yeah. and, and then reveal the news but yeah, I, I i could also see him just like not revealing it um like still reveal he's spider-man but not exactly reveal all the past mm. so for those that don't know there's three more movies that have been confirmed for tom holland and i think we're all excited about that because oh, yeah. the oh. possibilities they have Mm-hmm. We have never seen before in any with any other Spider-Man actor. I don't because, know how they're going to top this. Because now we can see college Spider-Man, which we yeah. saw a little bit of college Spider-Man in... We saw an older Spider-Man in Toby's trilogy to a certain extent. Yeah. But now they can go full-blown older Spider-Man, more mature Spider-Man. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. And I think we're all really excited to see that. It'll be very interesting. And we end it... With the OG OG Spider-Man costume. 
Yeah. That Tom yeah. knits himself. Yeah. That make he makes himself that the, one, the OG blue yeah. and red with, with suit. The, the flashy blue. Where it's like kind of shiny yeah. almost. Yeah. So cool. Amazing. It, I hope they keep it for a good chunk of the next movie, just for the aesthetic right. and yeah. um homage to the OG Spider-Man cartoons and obviously comics being the first thing that he was in, obviously, considering they're Marvel comics. And yeah, it'll be it'll be really cool to see where that where it goes. Yeah. Post credits, ready for post credit scenes, or is there anything else you want to add before we any any closing thoughts on the movie? Don't talk about your favorite scenes or characters, but if there's anything you want to close on with the movie, go ahead. Well, one thing that I thought was just interesting to kind of cross reference was the animated one, the end of the into the Spider Verse, because it is almost so the concept is almost so similar to this one. Um, but also cause Jamie Foxx has that one little quip where he says like, I know there's a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, we know that Miles, Miles Morales is going to be in live action. We yeah. just don't know when. Right. Yeah. It's probably going to be in one of the, one of the next Spider-Man trilogy movies yeah. in the next trilogy. Yeah. Maybe. That'll be neat yeah. to see. I thought that was that. a fun little Easter egg part though. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. I thought I told Parker this and I think I told you this, Calvin. I thought the second post credit scene was going to be a Miles Morales reveal mm-hmm. yeah you told me that was, and it ended up just being like essentially a movie trailer yeah which so it wasn't really like a classic marvel post-credit scene that reveals some something crazy yeah. um that sets up another movie this was just like hey you get an early reveal at the trailer yeah here's the next movie doctor strange does this it was kind of it was like Kind of weird, but I don't know. Yeah. It's like a mini movie trailer. Yeah, mm. I need to watch yeah. a WandaVision because I haven't seen any of that. And I'm yeah. sure that'll play a, a big part. Well, yeah, I thought they said that things. it wasn't that if you miss the TV sh- Maybe they'll throw in some Easter eggs, I <laughs> well, guess. Well, so I've already said this about five billion times on the podcast, but since you guys have never heard me say it, I'll say it one more time. It, Parker, you are right. Kevin Feige said the producer, the big producer and of Marvel movies said that you don't have to watch the shows for the movies to make sense so far that has reigned true, but I hope, and I, I, I hope that that's what happens, but I, I doubt it. We'll see. I have a feeling at some point Disney's in for the money grab. So they're going to probably not do that, but we'll see. I don't know. The, the only real movie, the first movie that we're actually going to see have a connection with the shows is, by the way, the name is um, – I was close. The name is is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is the name of the movie. Oh, yeah. That's going to be the I, first I've movie that the... actually incorporates or is has ties in with a TV show or from the Disney Plus subscription service so far. I think that's it. Yeah. Because there's Loki, Falcon Winter Soldier – Hawkeye, which is going on right now. And WandaVision. And WandaVision. So WandaVision will be the first show that will have some connection with a movie. Mm. Cool. But, and I won't give any spoilers for that in case someone hasn't seen it yet. We can move on to the post-credits scenes now. We good? Yep. Oh, uh, just one last thing. It okay. was kind of like a, a connection. Um, it's like a thought. But the, kind of like the plot of the last bit really reminded me of the fantastic beasts and where to find them okay that movie where like he makes it rain and everyone kind of forgets i haven't seen it so i don't know oh okay so, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm i should just leave the podcast i haven't seen all the movies in the world <laughs> is it is it that harry potter kind yeah of like kind of that harry potter spinoff of the with a different character it's a prequel right like the ultra K- kind of like way before harry yeah 
Yeah. Um, but there, there's a very similar concept where uh, at the end, like he makes it rain and all like the, the normal people forget magic exists. But like there were, there was this baker um, that like kind of fell in love with this one witch and he forgets she exists. But then she goes like to his bakery um, and you can just kind of see this look like where he almost remembers who she is. Mm. Um, and it was very similar to what they did here. Interesting. Um, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, cool concept. Very cool. All right. We have dose post credit scenes. We talked about the first one, the second one already. The first one is Tom Hardy, who plays Venom in a different universe. But yeah. in this post credit scene, he is in Tom Holland's universe right now. Mm-hmm. For those that hadn't seen Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage, I believe is the name of the film. The post credit scene in that one is Tom Hardy is on a vacation with Venom and you see the the universe change and with a bunch of lights and everything flashing and then when it goes back to reality you see he's in a different guy's hotel room and you see Tom Holland Spider-Man on the TV screen with the Daily Bugle saying Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Oh, there we go. Freaking TJ. Yeah. TJ missed something. <laughs> so, basically <laughs> so TJ said, wait, how does, why did Tom Hardy disappear? Because Tom Hardy's Venom doesn't know that Peter is Spider-Man. Boom, TJ get roasted. Because in the post credit scene of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, it literally shows the Daily Bugle uh, with Tom Hardy, a.k.a. Venom. Well, how did he but move, that's after in, he how did he move the into the... Because he moved. Because the, the Doctor Strange, when he did the, when the spell broke. Well, yeah, but that, that would have been... Um, he would have been in the he hotel watched room the TV after the fact. After, so he got moved first. Did I just play myself? <laughs> yeah, you totally play did. it. <laughs> Cotton four <Yeah>. K. <4K. laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to OTJ something for that. Oh, yeah, because he got moved totally first, him. and then he sees on the TV right. that 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 Peter Parker's all right. Cause guys, take it over. Numbers. I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> John is gonna is edit this out. Go. I swear. <laughs> Hey, I, that's the best part. I have the power. I can say whatever I want to say on this podcast because I know I can edit it out. I'm say looking it. at you guys. Say I can it. keep whatever. I can keep whatever I want that you guys said in this podcast. I have ultimate power. <laughs> I'm tempted to say a lot of things right now. <laughs> I got it. Here we go. Away from G-rated. That's for me. Amen. That's for nice. me. Um. Yeah, I I haven't actually seen the the Tom Hardy Venom movies. I've wanted to for a while. I just never. Is really there a did. two? Yeah, the I second one came out in October. Yeah, I saw. I, the I heard first they weren't one. like fantastic, but I, I think I'll still I enjoy watching it. them. As move as in my opinion, as comic book movies, they're fine. But you're there for Tom Hardy and Venom, which, which yeah, they do. A, yeah. Which th- just if you seclude themselves, they're hilarious and amazing in those movies. Yeah. It's it's really more of an independent movie. It's not so involved in everything else, like at all. Morbius is gonna be is in the same but, universe, right? But I'm now it movies. looks like it will kind of connect back. Because there's bit. a reference, so I don't know if you caught in the trailer before the movie. It was either Tyrese Gibson or someone said the the last time we saw something this weird was in San Francisco, and that's Venom. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we see Michael Keaton, who's Vulture, in Tom Holland's timeline. Oh, yeah. So he's a different guy in. Venom's timeline. Yeah. But anyway, the ending the ending ending of the first post credit scene is we see some of the symbiote left 
on yep. the bar. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we know that Venom... Which I didn't completely understand that because how does not everything from the universe move back? I don't know. It was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, just a drop. I mean, the, you see it in in other comic books and stuff like that. Yeah. They'll they'll have drops that'll just kind of be yeah, places. Yeah, so that'll be really interesting. Like, we'll, if we'll be able to see that in, in any way take over Tom Spider-Man or if it's just going to be someone else. In my guesstimation... I'm going to say that the next Tom Holland movie will be a Venom. Will have Venom in it. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, with that, that post credit scene, make sense. it'll be a Venom. Tom Holland, maybe another villain in it. Because we've been teased. The only villain that we've been teased that hasn't shown up yet is Scorpion. He's teased at the end of Homecoming in a post credit scene okay. with Michael oh, Keaton. They're in the they're in the right. prison. Yeah, and he has a scorpion tattoo. Oh, on his neck. I remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was actually might have showed up in this one because he said he asked Michael Keaton's character who Spider-Man was and Michael Keaton didn't tell him. Vulture didn't tell him. And so I thought, oh, well, he'll find out in this one. So I was thinking maybe Scorpion's going to be the last piece in the Sinister Six uh-huh. in this film. But it wasn't and I'm not mad about it. So I think they're saving him for later on. He might be in this next one or the one after that or the one after that. There's three more. So we'll see what happens. Moving on, we have the last post-credit scene, which, as Parker, you alluded to, is not really a post-credit scene. It sort of is. It's sort of, as you said, a mini trailer. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, a mini trailer for Doctor Strange. Yeah. um, And into the multiverse. Yeah. In the multiverse of madness. So, Mm -hmm. which was, I mean, pretty cool. That one looked, it looked pretty insane. TJ like highlighted five percent CGI. Yeah. yeah, TJ highlighted the cool effects and stuff, which a lot of which we saw the cool effects. There was cool effects in the first one as well. Whoops, Calvin, you're just get out, bro. Sorry. Leave. Fine. You're interrupting me, Calvin. No, yeah. So that'll be. I'm excited for that one. That one's coming out in April, or I think in April. I think it's coming out in April. What's the next Marvel movie to come? I out? think that is it. Well, there's Mo- there's Morbius, which is in January. Oh, gamer. Okay. Morbius is in January, and I think that it, I think after that it's. I want to watch the second Tom uh, Hardy the uh, second mm-hmm. the the Venom Let movie. There be carnage. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. Carnage, I always loved Carbon, Carnage as a symbiote. He, I always was fascinated by him. Mm. For those that don't know, Carnage is just basically a serial killer incorporated into a symbiote. So, yeah. <laughs> He's pretty vicious and pretty... He likes violence. As you should. And I liked how the comic design, because he's red and it's really cool to see. And I always like Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson plays the guy that houses Carnage, the symbiote. Okay. I never watched the Venom series, so... Yeah, he's yeah. he's really Woody Harrelson's cool. He's a funny guy. Yeah. And he's a good actor. That is that any any do you guys want to talk about um, multiverse stuff? I mean, we I mean that's kinda what it was as a mini trailer, but yeah. yeah. I was thinking it was gonna be um what's his name? Mordo, um, from the original Doctor Strange, um, the African American sorcerer, who at the post credit scene of that, um, we see him steal the power, um from the like the cripple who used magic to walk, um, and then like his last line is the problem with this world is there's too many sorcerers, and so we can kind of see 
you can infer he's going to turn into the bad guy and be the villain in one of like one of the next Doctor Strange movies. Um, but like there was never never any hints, and we never saw him again um, up until this point. So I was thinking they were going to do something with that, but they just decided not to. Um, but it looks like they're finally going to have him back. But he doesn't seem to be the villain for it. So I'm wondering if like his arc kind of brought him back to being good or if he's still like kind of bad but not the main villain yeah we get to see like the sinister version of doctor strange yeah we'll have to see yeah it'll be interesting for sure all right it is time for our favorite scenes favorite villains slash favorite characters so we'll go around we'll start with the farthest person away from me el juan hey Give us your favorite scene slash section, favorite character. Just whatever highlights, yeah. Yeah. What do you want to highlight? What do you want to highlight? There you I go. feel like the basic answer would be the reveal of Andrew Garfield and But it's Tony totally Maguire. understandable. It's totally understandable, but after further consideration, I think the acting maturity of uh, Zendaya and Tom Holland the end cafe scene was just, I don't know how you become so close to just flip a switch and then just act like you don't know each other. Like just like I was saying earlier, just the inflection of Zendaya's voice was just a total change from what you saw in previous movies. Um, it, I don't I don't know. It was it's um it was it was a noticeable change, which I think was the biggest thing for me because, you know, you don't really take notice to that kind of stuff. Um but yeah, I thought I was impressed by the the acting in that scene. John's a big chemistry guy, I see. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean it, it's it I I'm I'm just fascinated with what you can do with a lack of dialogue. I, it, it was all in the expressions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, I think, the most impressive scene, my favorite scene. Um, but characters, yeah, probably um, the same. But villain? Um, yeah, it's hard to say not, not Greed Goblin because his, yeah, he just um, portrayed that... Um, psychology psychological warfare so well and so subtly at the same time it was um yeah it was really well performed so i think cool. it was definitely my favorite villain calvin you're on the hot seat Ooh. all right so i think my top scene would be that the spider sense um in the hotel hallway um but i feel like that's we, we kind of already talked about that but I also really loved uh, just when Spider-Man goes ham on Green Goblin because it's it's always satisfying to see like the good character kind of snap a little bit because um, like they're human and every everyone's gonna have their moments like that um, every hero because you can't really you can't like fulfill your character arc without something like that happening and up until then we hadn't really seen Tom Holland's. Um, and then characters, I think Willem Dafoe is probably the best villain, 
but I think my favorite, um, just for nostalgia, but also just kind of his role is Doc Ock. Hello, Peter. Yeah. Cause yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Just his introduction, um, just when he first appears on screen is just amazing. And the way his, his tentacles are shooting up from the bottom of the bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of seeing his realization that this isn't Spider-Man, like what the heck is going on? And he's kind of the first to be introduced to this whole idea of a new universe. And after he's finally cured by Spider-Man, he can, we kind of see his his true self. And in a way, he's kind of a mentor. But we don't really see him much after that until the end. Um, but yeah, just seeing him again in all his glory was amazing. Cool. Parker. Um, my favorite two scenes, I really like the coffee shop scene at the end. I talked about that earlier just cause it's such genuine interaction. And then the other one was, um, where all three of the Spider-Man are talking right before the big fight scene, just cause it's so nostalgic and fun. And I don't know, it was freaking cool to listen to. Um, cause it seems so out of place for the, how serious the moment was. Um, but it was fun. I really liked that moment. And then Green Goblin was my favorite villain for sure. I really like because it was so nice in the trailer where he says where his face appears and he says like um, something about uh, you, you're trying to get everything you want, but the world will make you choose. Like that in the trailer was so fire, and in the movie it was nice too. Um, he's he's like psychotic and and just freaky and so many things mm-hmm. that are so well portrayed. Um, so for sure, those are my highlights, definitely. Yeah, I can't go against my boy Willem. So mm-hmm. he's always been my favorite Spider-Man villain on screen. He still is. So that's I'm gonna go with him as well for favorite villain in the film. I would say my favorite scene. I mean, I'm just gonna presume that all of ours has to be when to- when the three get together. So we're excluding those because <laughs> those are god tier. Mm-hmm. I would I would go with the Spidey sense mm-hmm. because. I loved the the whole orientation of it all, where the characters were placed in the apartment, the claustrophobia that kind of goes with that, a very tight space, and that kind of heightened the intensity of it. And just the camera work that they did. It was usually for those scenes you'll have, the actors will have like a harness on them, like a waist harness on them, and a almost like a gimbal slash tripod that's attached to their chest. Right, that's facing, facing their they're facing the, the their face right when Peter was doing that, and then probably what they did, I think that's what they did. Sometimes they do that, mm-hmm. um, really well but that that whole kind of camera work stuff's really cool, really mm-hmm. cool, and just the reveal of Green Goblin turning around and and sinister and just being super sinister and and smiling. It's the whole mystery of it. It's really great. And then I just pair that with the hallway fight scene, which we, we never saw much uh, much close quarters combat with Tom Holland's Spider-Man for the most part. And so that was refreshing to see. So I would say that is my favorite scene, my favorite section scene of the whole thing. Yep. So consensus, everyone is ganging up on Calvin with Doc Ock. All our Green Goblin choices are ganging, we're ganging up on. I feel oppressed. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to, I think for me, uh, being Doc Ock transitioning into that good. Well, it was a cool yeah. twist, though. I like it, it. It was it was a cool twist. Yeah. Um, I feel like they could have hyped that up a little more mm. at the end, but I mean, yeah. I, I think. 
But you didn't want to take away from the other Spider-Man. True, and if I think once I watch it a second time, I'll I'll notice it more. Yeah. It so, was kind of yeah. crazy because it's like all three of these Spider-Men are trying to go ham on on, on Mr. Electro craziness, mm. and then Doc Ock just swaggers up and is just like, <laughs> "Give me that, yeah. son!" Rah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Went ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I I do think Willem Dafoe like. I think at the start of this podcast, I said he was my favorite villain, mm-hmm. and no, th- that's like, a good it's choice. Just, it's so close. I just like making fun of you. <laughs> Amen. Thanks. Yeah, I think it would be him if it weren't for kind of the nostalgia of Doc Ock, because like growing up, I think I watched Spider Man Two more than Spider Man One, because um, it was like we we didn't have the first one or something like that. Um, and so I just, I, I grew to appreciate the second one more than the first. Among fans, the general consensus is that I've come to find out is that two is the best overall movie for Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movies. Okay. But the best villain is yeah a split between, in the trilogy between Doc Ock and Green Goblin is what I've kind of yeah. seen I, from I social in, media in this one, and stuff like that. The better villain is... Green Goblin, like, he's just, he does a phenomenal job. But I think I like Doc Ock more just overall answer. as a character. Yeah. But, yeah, villains go. Willem Dafoe can't beat it. Yeah. Great conversation, guys. Yeah. This was a good one. We were much more serious than our last one. Yeah. Yeah. I we're think... fit. I see that we're fitting the tone of the movies very yeah. well. So yeah. it's a mad, like, mad, mad, yeah. mad world. We were quite crazy. Wild. Yeah. But we toned this one down. Yeah, we, appropriately there, there for the was, movie. There was some passion behind this one. Exactly. I, We're I'll all Spider-Man fans. I, I can lighten it up a little bit. Aunt May is definitely a MILF. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. We were going okay. so good. <laughs> we went My so bad. good. <laughs> all right. I think that means we need to end it. So we hope <laughs> you enjoyed. Man. Calvin, John, Parker, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having oh, us. Of course. Anytime. TJ, screw you. <laughs> And <laughs> Wait, when are we going to call him? No, he's going to be... I'm doing another Spider-Man episode. Oh, okay. I'm getting all yeah. my Spider-Man in, oh, so... Oh, yeah. Let's do it. If you guys want to join that one, you can, too, but we have a... we have a, You know who Riley Robarge is? Yes. Yeah. Riley Robarge is going to be on because he's coming back from... He goes to Marquette. Yeah. He's coming back from Marquette, like, today or tomorrow. He's going to BSU next semester? I think so. Yeah. Cool. And so he's going to come... And then I also have a friend from Carol that I'm going to phone in and we're going to talk about it. Oh, awesome. So, phone a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, you're getting all the Spider Man content imaginable, No Way Home content imaginable. So, get excited, get ready. We hope you enjoyed our initial reaction and conversation to No Way Home. We're excited for more Tom Holland, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Manic Movie Misfits podcast. Peace. So.